Hi, everyone. And hi, Ness. Good to see you. Yeah, and you. Hi, Alex. Hi, everyone. Hi. And uh, yeah, so uh, I can say see you because Ness and I are on, on a Zoom call. And um, yeah, so today we'll talk about Earth Day, uh, which is this Friday. Um, shall I do a bit of kickoff? Yes. Yeah, Take great. a few Go minutes and, yeah, and yeah. get us into this thing. Um, this year, it will be 60 years since Rachel Carson's Silent Spring was published. And the book about the consequences of pesticides is still widely regarded as the start of the American environmental movement. And actually more than American because this book is widely ring, uh, read outside of America as well. At least I did. And I was not in America when I read it. So eight years later, in 1970, Earth Day was observed in the United States for the very first time. And it was a, a peaceful appeal for environmental reform that has only grown in importance since its start. And it's celebrated every year on April 22. So that is in two days. So that is next uh, coming Friday in two days. And millions of people celebrate it. And it's a day to be... Uh, united to, to raise attention to our planet's immense challenges. And some of you will likely recognize that in our lives, environmental problems have grown from local or just regional issues to challenges on a global scale. If you remember the environmental problems when, when you were a kid, they were... There were local problems. It was like the, the, the local waste dump or you protested against a local nuclear uh, reactor that was being built or it was about pollution of of the rivers etc including what what rachel carson was writing about which was um uh, about uh, the use of pesticides and their local impact of course it was more because uh, part of uh, the story is of course about birds and transported but but it's not it was not like a global problem like we have nowadays but um, there, there, uh, there is in um, uh, there's there's no no book there's no Earth Day or there's no UN convention that in all these years since Earth Day started that has ended these environmental problems. Instead, they're actually steadily growing worse, and and that's especially true for climate change. And by uh, 2019. Uh, just three years ago, global greenhouse gas emissions were more than 50% higher than in 1990. And why do I mention 1990? Because that is about midway in this 60-year period since it's really 60 years now. It was uh, in, in September uh, 1962 that Silent Spring was published. And uh, so it's been 60 years since this very influential book was, was published. And just midway in those 60 years, after 30 years, in 1992, the world's governments got so worried about greenhouse gas emissions. And in those days, they really got it that there was a serious thing, that all governments in the world agreed that uh, something should be done about climate change. And therefore, they signed the United Nations Framework Convention on uh, Climate Change, the UNFCCC Convention, uh, and in that, in, in doing so, they recognize that climate change is potentially a significant threat to the world's environment as well as economic de uh, development in the world. And that was already 30 years ago. And now 
if you see that, if, if you then compare, I, I got dates for uh, 1990, but it's basically, let's say, the, the same year, that since then, in when we recognized the problem, that we didn't go down in emissions, but we've actually increased our emissions. We, we have, uh, since the UNFCCC was signed 30 years ago, we have emitted more greenhouse gases than we have done in all history of mankind. So once we recognize the problem, we double the problem. So against this background of ever-increasing environmental concerns, Earth Day becomes more relevant each year. So I see it as an ideal moment to think about what I can do for a better environment. And the short answer is that uh, the most straightforward approach is use your vote. Vote for leaders that are serious about the environment. And it's the most crucial thing that you can do as an individual because we can't solve our most significant environmental challenges without structural changes in our societies. So we need uh, the best governments that we can get. I totally agree. I agree um, on the importance of governments and choosing the right the right um, people in charge. <laughs> um, but obviously, that doesn't mean that individual actions are irrelevant. Instead, you know, these are very much needed. Um, I mean, Earth Day, as you mentioned, it allows us to reflect on our relationship with the Earth, while also sp um, sending a powerful warning that no nature can surprise us at any time. Um, with you know severe effects for every for everyone from you know everywhere around the world um, I mean I suppose really against the the background of other global crises um, you know obviously that demand the, the attention of politicians I think um, there is this distraction there but I think it's never been more crucial um, for our our beautiful planet and and us our the people's health to act on climate and we need to do it now um, we don't we don't have the luxury anymore we don't have no longer we don't have it to assume that just one stakeholder um, can solve our environmental challenges we need we need to work together at all levels we need governments at all levels in all countries we need corporations we need individual organizations we need NGOs we need you each listener to this podcast we need we need to work together. We hear um, obviously daily in the news about the war, and um, we hear a lot less about climate change and other environmental problems. But um, you know, but peace and the environment are very very much connected. Um, when one's upset, security is upset. Um, the concept of Earth Day was actually proposed by peace activist John McConnell. Um, at the 1969 UNESCO conference in San Francisco. And it was supposed to be, and it still is really, the largest single day protest in human history. And it's a global protest. Um, and um, it, it led to this, uh, the first Earth Day led to the creation of the United States Environmental Protection Agency, which saw um, new environmental laws passed. Um, as you mentioned, in 1990, the Earth Day went global. And um, obviously billions of people around the world participate in this day um, and in the protection of our Earth. Um, you know, and, and actually in, in, on Earth Day in 2016, that, the Paris Agreement, which focuses on climate change, which people, to, uh, listeners to this podcast will, will know, 
Um, it was signed by more than 120 countries, including um, the UK, um, the United States and China. Um, but that was on Earth Day. Um, the theme this year is um, invest in our planet. And um, the, the actual Earth Day website says this is the moment to change it all. The business climate, the political climate and how we take action on climate. Now is the time for the unstoppable courage to preserve and protect our health, our families and our livelihoods. And um, I mean, I know you, um, Alex, have, have written about this and you podcast about this, but we do need to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by mid-century to keep the global temperature below 1.5 degrees C. It seems like it's, it's a madness. It, it sort of upsets me on so many levels, really. And I'm, I'm quite emotional tonight today for some reason. Um, but I think it's just, just talking about this. And um, But uh you know, we've we've been focusing predominantly on reducing fossil fuel dependency. You know, and while there's no viable route to limiting um, global warming and building resilience, um, but you know, without urgently protecting and managing and restoring nature, we do need the tech, we need the policy change, and we need the finance. But we also need nature-based solutions to help us deliver a third of the greenhouse gas gas emissions needed by 2030 to meet that Paris Agreement. I mean, we we need to do it. We need to, we need to, like you mentioned just now, Alex. We need to vote. Vote. We need to vote in the people. We need to vote green. We need to think about this beautiful planet that we're on. Um, if we don't, if if it if it implodes, if it, we, we, that's it. That's it. There's no, like they say, there's no planet B. Um, obviously, this Earth Day um, is focused on engaging um, more than a, a billion people. Obviously, the governments and businesses, um, universities, students, children, everybody to participate in Earth Day. And, and we should recognise our collective um, sort of responsibility to help yeah. um, accelerate yeah. and transition. So. Yeah, I think listening to this, I think what's, what's, what's interesting to note is the connection between peace and environment. And it's, yeah. um, it, 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 there was, of course, the very active peace movement in the mov movement in the, in the days of the Vietnam War in, in the late 1960s. And there was this growing concern about environment. And now we are uh, nearly, nearly 60 years later. And that connection is still very much true. I mean, if you if you look around you right now, if you if you now open the the the, the daily media, uh, it is about war uh, in Ukraine with all all its 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 horrors and 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 and, 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 and terrible news that I honestly f often find difficult to to read and to to absorb. But it's very much connected again to the environment and and still via fossil fuels. And it's it's uh, you 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 see now that the dependency on fossil fuels that we should have abolished decades ago because of climate change reasons is now also relevant because of geopolitical reasons. And that is nothing new either. We've seen two. Um, oil crisis in the 1970s and hardly any country in the world took the only logical conclusion at that moment that we should uh, we should abandon our dependency on regimes that that we don't like and that are unpredictable uh, in in their in their behavior 
So there is both an environmental as well as a political reason um, to, uh, to, to, to get rid of our dependency on fossil fuels. And uh, what is happening right now is that you see, especially in Western Europe, basically two possible solutions. We have such a demand for energy that on the one hand, people are claiming that we should uh, use all kind of energy that we can get, and that includes nuclear, and that also includes fossil fuels. You see, for instance, that in uh, the Western Balkans, quite a few countries now um, are, are uh, reopening old coal mines to produce coal, which is the worst fossil fuel kind of thing that, uh, that you can do. And um, the, uh, the other movement you see at the moment in Europe is a, a renewed effort to invest massively in renewable energy, which is, of course, the only realistic way forward. And that is something that, that we should have done already years and years ago. So this connection between, on the one hand, the, the geopolitical situation and peace uh, connected to the environment, that is a very strong one. You also see it, for instance, in the debate whether there should be a Nobel Prize for environment. And it's something that I have believed in for decades already, that we do need a Nobel Prize for environment, because ultimately the thing that's going to kill us on, on this planet is the environment. So it's the most important thing of all. Of all. You do have a Nobel Prize only since the 1950s. Nobel himself had never thought about it for economy. But at the end of the day, what is more important? Is it the economy or is it having a, a livable place where, where we can live? And then the Nobel Committee says, yeah, but we, we see environment as part of peace. So uh, Al Gore got, uh, uh, was it 1997, I think? Um, uh, 2007, I think, uh, he got the, the Nobel Peace Prize for his work on raising awareness for, for climate change. So on the one hand, you can say, yeah, that's, that's right, there's a linkage between peace and environment. But on the other hand, if you give Nobel Prizes for all kinds of other things, why not have one for environment? But I, I found it interesting to see that, that linkage there as well. So here we are in 2022. The world is an absolute mess. Our uh, leaders uh, are not capable of dealing with the structural challenges that we are facing, all of them, in whatever form of government we have, stay too much on the business-as-usual scenario that has always helped them in the past uh, to stay in power. And that is true whether you're a democracy or a brutal dictatorship or any shape or form in between. They... They just just don't do enough. They don't take the, the structural changes that uh, that they have to make. And the other thing is that they're always distracted by something else, whether it's the pandemic or the war in Ukraine. And you you cannot just deal with them one by one. It is one holistic problem that we will all be facing. It's the refugee crisis, and it is uh, it is the economy. It is poverty. It is hunger. Uh, it is uh, it is environmental challenges. All of them are related, and uh, the system that got us into this mess of the past two hundred years is most likely not the system that gets us out of there. So then, turning this back to Earth Day, um, 
the question is, what can you do yourself? And I already said, I mean, voting is the best thing you, that you can do. And, and as a good second, any kind of form of activism, you know, start a podcast and tell people about these things. The one thing you can do is one thing that I'm doing um, or uh, any kind of, of activism that you can do to get more people on board and to make change that also helps. But there's a lot of things you can do in, in your individual um in, in your individual choices as well and that's something that we focus very much on in this uh, green living podcast and very soon we're going to 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 get this question to you to the audience today what you are doing so you already have to think about if you're going to raise your finger and what you are going to say what you are doing but let's first go back to to ness and and her ideas what what are you going going to do on on thursday on friday ness <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to do what I do most Earth days is um, I kind of, sort of start the day by thinking about the Earth and the planet and, and things. And um, and it was sort of last year as well that I really upped the ante on, you know, the Journal of Biophilic Design that I, I'm editor of and I, and I publish and I do the, the podcast series on, on that side of things um, to try and inspire and, and, and to be a, an activist. Yes, I think... Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good dynamic word actually. I think for us to make a difference when we feel like we haven't, we can't do anything. That we feel like this problem is so big that any little thing that we do, even if we're just telling our friends, even if we just say, do you know what? Let's meet for a coffee. Let's come come around my house. Let's you know, um, let's sit under a tree. Let's just sit in the garden and chat about the planet and what we can all do, what we can each do, and encourage each other. Um, I mean, also, I mean, working with children and, and schools and doing outreach like that. Um, and I don't know if, if listeners have actually been onto the Earth Day website. Um, it's, it's actually earthday.org. And it's obviously forward slash earth hyphen day hyphen 2022 for, for this year. But there's loads of events and there's loads of loads of um, inspiration on there. There are worksheets. There's um, there's different things that you can you can download, um, different activities and things. And one of the things they they've got on there is is a teach. It's a teaching teaching day. So you can and it's like a sort of it's the thing that's been going on for ages that you can basically download a fact sheet. Um, you can you know so you can get a guest speaker in and that kind of thing. But you can organise an event where you can spark a debate spark a discussion group um and i think it'd be nice to have that over wine obviously it'd be nice to have that over organic locally sourced wine <laughs> um if we could um and why not really you know we're not supposed to be drinking that much anyway are we so i suppose you know we can afford to, to do that but um you you know just as you were talking alex and i wanted to ask you a question actually in your experience, you know, you've you've been a diplomat and you've traveled all over the world and you've had like thousands of discussions with people at all different levels um, of government and people. Do you think um, that one of the sort of one of the solutions is, is voting? Voting is a really, really good thing. But to bring things back locally, to kind of like redu take things away from like um so, or maybe not to not to take things away, but maybe to really shift the focus to a more local level, whether that's locally sourced food, locally sourced um, um, uh, energy, you know, if it, if that could be done, you know, sort of renewable energy, but kind of bringing bringing this um, this sort of uh, the disconnect, I suppose, as well. There would be also a psychological um, advantage to doing that, because um, I had a a retail um, outlet, sort of a gallery and an art space um, in Cambridgeshire. And it was really noticeable how 
the community was really incredibly active. And, you know, obviously people who are plugged into the environmental campaigns and things and they're working on a local local space. Do you think um, that that would be, you know, we should be doing more to do that, more more to trying to engage and empower local um, local activism? Yeah, definitely. It's... Um... In, in 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 the past 20 years or so there was an enormous um amount of publications and talks about all the good things about globalism um mm, yeah. so globalization was uh, better for trade better for the economy everybody got connected and on top of that we got internet and basically it made made the world uh, smaller and although there are some good things to say for that because you 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 got people connected to the global structure that weren't like weren't like that in the past and that were, were were isolated you can now bring medicines to people that normally couldn't get those medicines and and that's there's there's a lot of good things about globalism but there's also a lot of bad things about it and that's especially the kind of consumerism that uh, that we are experiencing now and it's, it's if you go to the supermarket and you look around you there's uh, there's like lots of kiwis i mean kiwis i love kiwis but they come from the other side of the world so a piece of fruit that i can buy for a dollar or less has been flown by a plane halfway around the planet so that I can eat my kiwi. And as we discussed in an earlier podcast, one third of food is thrown away. So we have a system where we we just uh, transport millions and millions of kiwis by plane to the other side of the world, and then we throw them in the wastebasket. That's basically mm-hmm. what, what, what we're doing. So that kind of behavior, I mean, if you compare that to locally grown food, and that is... It's one of the interesting things in Ottawa. Here is um, quite a big movement of people in Ottawa that um, that really go for locally grown food, etc., which is quite tough in a country where the winter seems to never stop. We saw <laughs> snow yesterday, um, so and and they don't have the greenhouses like we have in the Netherlands. So um, it doesn't always work, but at least in in certainly in the summertime, people really try. Uh, to buy uh, local produced food, more organic food, and there's a huge section of organic food in in the in the supermarkets as well, and I think that is uh, that is a really good movement. So, uh, food is certainly one thing, and another thing, as you said, electricity. I think there's a worldwide movement where we move away from centrally produced electricity and then distributed to households and 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 businesses etc to much more off-grid locally produced or locally produced and then fed back into the grid but that means that you have like uh, millions of little production sites that could be the solar panels on top of your roof Um, so you have consumers as well as producers um, shared all through the country and that is that is a completely new way of dealing with our um, our, our power requirements and that is uh, that is a really really positive movement it it demands a lot of course and as i as i said earlier when i started speaking i mean we need structural changes well that is one of the structural changes we need how are you going to regulate this as governments because you need a new grid a completely different way of distributing energy you also have to look at 
at the pricing. What do you pay people for producing electricity, etc.? You see the bad examples, as so often, are in the United States, where you have states that are um, clearly Republican-led uh, states, where people are now basically being punished for producing energy locally. So they they are now confronted with a huge amount of money that they have to pay for the backup capacity of um, uh, of fossil fuel installations that you would need at moments that that is not possible. And they have all kinds of other rules and regulations that discourage you from using renewable energy. And of course, you don't have to think twice about where... Uh, this inertia come from this this comes from the fossil fuel industry that is using all its might and power and influence to make sure that we are not doing the only right thing that we can do on this planet and that is getting rid of their fossil fuel but since they they have for the past hundred years become the richest and therefore the most powerful people they can they can do everything they they are doing everything that they can to make sure that we we don't stop our addiction to fossil fuel and that is not different than uh, a drug pusher who wants to keep people addicted to heroin such a person and that is luckily defined as criminal which is not yet on the other side of the spectrum and uh, a drug pusher is making sure that people stay addicted to the product that they are selling and that they are living on and that they make a profit from. But that doesn't mean that it's a good thing. So we need to have this change. So both in energy, in food, but also in everything else that we are consuming. Everything that you consume that is locally produced means that there has been... Um, uh, less uh, less environmental damage uh, uh, first first and foremost because of, of of less transport but also there's a lot more to say for it it, it also means that you are supporting your local community so that means for instance uh, don't shop at Amazon but uh, the, uh, but but try to support uh, the local businesses in your community because business are part of the community. It would be horrible if if all local businesses would disappear and everything would only come from Amazon. And um, not that I uh, never order there. Actually, uh, <laughs> I did this year. I ordered a pair of socks that I <laughs> that I needed, and this one pair of socks is then. First, it was already wrapped in plastic. It was then wrapped in another bag of plastic. And on top of that, it was put in a kind of plastic bag that was so padded uh, to make sure that, you know, nothing would break that would be inside there. It was a pair of socks. You, you can't break them. I mean, by definition. And the amount of plastic that I got into my household for just one pair of socks, I was just like shocked. Like, if I buy that pair of socks in a shop, uh, there's 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 no plastic involved and and so there's just so many reasons to with every single decision you take uh, to think about um, what what is the impact on the environment and you don't have to be you know flawless in every decision because then then you know you can you can you can try to become a saint by 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 never buying at Amazon and never buying a Kiwi or whatever 
But do it in do it in moderation because that's the other thing. I mean, we're just so we're consuming so much without really thinking about it. And I think an obvious one is is uh, is for instance flying. I mean, the 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 amount of flying that I see people do that is really unnecessary. Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't fly, but just yeah, try to fly less. Um, if 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 I go from here to New York, uh, I can choose it's a seven-hour drive or I can fly. So I drive because it's in one continent. I fly when I have to go to another continent, but within a continent, I try to do everything by by just land transport. It just doesn't make sense to to have this this massive metal thing flying up at ten kilometers height. Um, just to transport a few people. I mean, you can you can just you can you can instantly feel that all the energy you need to get that that huge machine off the ground and to that height, how much energy it costs. I mean, just just feel for yourself if you cycle up um, a, a small hill, and you have to the the however many kilos you have, some some eighty something kilos in my case. If I have to cycle uphill. I feel how much energy I need for that, and that's just me, you know. That's not a full plane that you. So you, so you just, you just instantly feel that that is not the right thing. So yeah, they, these are already some of the kind of uh, choices mm -hmm. you can make. Um, maybe, maybe I, I mean, you and I could go on for a long time, and we probably will. We we always do. Um, but if uh, anybody that's listening has ideas about uh, what you are going to change, what you are going to do different at Earth Day. If you have suggestions for other people, um, let us know. Or if you have seen other people that gave the right example, I would love to hear. And I see that Evelyn is coming in. Hi, Evelyn. Good morning. Good, good afternoon, I should say. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, yeah, well, um, I'm not going to do anything special on Earth Day because I do have a day job and I'll be working 10 plus hours on Friday. So nothing special there. I will take the train, though. So that sort of counts, I guess. That's good. And, we get some brownie um, points. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just um, looking at that, um, at that uh, website you mentioned, Vanessa, and they have like some things that you can do and... Yeah. Just check what I already do or what I could do. And um, I do pick up trash while I'm out walking. It sort of depends on what it is. I don't pick everything up, but I do do that. Mm -hmm. And um, I do bring my own bag. So this morning I bought a jigsaw puzzle because I love those and they wanted to give me a plastic bag and I'm like, no, I have my own. <laughs> so that's something I always do. And I guess a lot of people in Switzerland do, do that as well. And then one that mm -hmm. made me smile was take pictures of pollinators. Totally do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else was there? Yeah, organic by local. We we already talked about that. I do use a reusable water bottle always. Not sure about turning off the lights all the time when I'm not in a room, but I try to. And then hopefully this weekend, because my new phone arrived yesterday, I'll be starting my own podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. Sounds good. I promise let's to listen. Know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll do that. Absolutely. Thanks. But Thanks for those, Evelyn. 
really 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 good ideas on on there and then um it's great um that you're obviously using grocery bags um if you can use cloth grocery bags even better and um, which you probably do um i remember seeing on uh jack do you know jack johnson the um the musician uh he's kind of he's he's based in hawaii i think or maui or somewhere but he's um he's obviously very green living and all his music's sort of green and stuff and i just remember a bit a photograph of him where and it was very funny because obviously he was proving a point it must have been about sort of 10 years ago and he was coming out of a supermarket and it was all the caption was you know when you forget the carrier bag when you forget your um your 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 bag your grocery bag and he had everything piled in his arms rather than get a plastic bag and that's kind of me <laughs> i just i hate i have i have you know my, my mother's a very old school she's she's 82 and she loves plastic i think she must have come through the whole thing so we have interesting discussions at the checkout <laughs> so um so just like you say it's, it's things in moderation if you can reuse stuff use reuse stuff um one obviously that we spoke just now about um nature how nature is such an important how we could be using nature-based solutions um which ultimately really is what green energy is about it's about using the wind and about water and and also biomimicry you know using patterns of nature as well um to to find solutions for things um i mean one of the things i probably will do um well actually this actually this Friday, I'm actually photographing um, a musician, funny enough, uh, Dare Summer. So we're going to do a photo shoot, but I'm taking her by the canal and by the reservoirs. So that would be my contribution. We're going to walk there from here and we're going to do some do some photography and filming there. So, so that's going to be a nice thing. Um, and plant trees, if you can, if you can get an option on that on that website um, is EarthDay.org on the Earth, main Earth Day website. They've got a thing called the Canopy Project. Um, and they've been working with Global Partners since 2010. They've been planting millions of trees um, in areas that are in dire need of rehabilitation. You can donate online. Um, but if you've got um, you know, a community or a school or a park or just a, even, even in the street, maybe there's, you can get you know, club together and, and start planting trees. Have you got a space in your garden? Have you got a pot? You know, plant a tree. It just, it's just so, it's so good for our environment. Um, and... Um, I mean, you mentioned also about um, taking photos of pollinators. I mean, as you know, Alex is, takes photographs of nature and he's, he's a, you know, he has a really interesting eye on what he sees, the little tiny things and the beauty. The last newsletter that you did, um, that you published on Substack, um, again, listeners, do go and, and if you're not already supporting him, go to the planet on Substack because um, he discusses so many different aspects to the environmental living. Um, but also he celebrates the beauty in nature. And there was a sort of a sort of quiet moments um, in the, one of the most recent um, newsletters you did, Alex. And it was really, really lovely to to see. Um, but obviously I, I do photography as well and, and sort of create these virtual nature walls and um I think it's one of the nicest things you can do when you're out con trying to connect with nature. And it's a lovely thing to do on Earth Day, actually, to connect with the Earth. Take your shoes off if you can, even if it's cold. So, Alex, even if it snows, you've got to take your shoes off. OK, so this is my challenge to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do that in August. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go and go and walk in the forest and, and take your camera. Um, phones have great, great cameras now as well. And maybe paint. 
maybe draw, maybe sketch or, or write about nature, maybe write a poem or something. Maybe take your friends and, and do like a scavenger hunt. Um, you know, maybe you can sort of challenge them to find something, maybe something, maybe a mushroom or find a squirrel or see, I said squirrel. I've, I haven't said squirrel in this podcast for a while. So. <laughs> um, but I think that's lovely. You can appreciate some slow nature. Um, uh, I think I think it's a really good thing. Um, and obviously going paperless as well is good. Although I do, I don't know what you feel about this, Alex. You know, this sort of, it's good to go paperless. It's good not to print things out. Um, but if everything is on electronic devices, then we become dependent on electricity. So I, I always have this sort of fine, fine uh, sort of balancing act, really, between whether it's a good idea so if i if i can just take a cute you know the note of the number <laughs> they love me when i go to an event <laughs> so, uh-huh. um but um yeah i don't know what, what do you feel about that do you do you sort of does it does it sort of um trouble you in any way the sort of the going paperless and, and not going paperless well i have to be paperless because i don't have a printer and i yeah. work from home or i work from mm-hmm. wherever i am in the world and i i recently had to make a print because some form had to be had to be yeah. filled in and signed by somebody so i really had to to search on the internet mm-hmm. to find where to make a print <laughs> and i i had to go by car which is probably not very environmentally friendly and to drive for like 15 minutes to go to a place mm-hmm. called staples i think here which mm-hmm. is a big chain and there somebody made this one print for me and then i drove home <laughs> probably for the waste i created i could have could have kept a, a <laughs> printer here but yeah so i am fully paperless i, mm-hmm. I and um it's it's not that paperless is completely uh without any environmental cost by the way and uh because um uh, it it uh, you see that now in the cost of Bitcoin etc. In mm. uh, all these electronic things that we are doing, mm. it, it is it is powered somewhere. All these data are generated etc. And there's there is electricity and therefore a cost involved. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, let's say if you have to choose between sending an email or writing a letter on paper and sending it in an envelope, as as in the olden days, uh, you can be pretty sure that the email is just um is is much more environmentally friendly i see sharon hi sharon nice of you to join hi can you hear me good morning yes i can hear you (laughs) oh good thank you uh good morning from arizona oh wow you must have better weather than we do (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say it'll probably be like 97 today Um, oh my god i want (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to say that one, one of my jobs that I get to do is to direct a nonprofit here locally in Arizona. And it's um, for it's a youth coalition to keep um, our kids safe, healthy and drug free. So what I've done is I've um, used and listened to the kids. Um, I've written for. Um, community gardens for local municipalities. I've written for safe sidewalks. Our kids don't have safe sidewalks even when they're walking to school sometimes in, in uh, rural Arizona. I've written for anti-bullying grants. But I think my point here is I've tried to make it about the kids. Um, and sometimes when I'm speaking in front of city council, which I get to do on a regular basis, on the importance of community gardens or safe sidewalks or um, recycling. 
um, I take the kids with me. <laughs> and then instead of them glazing over when I'm talking about uh, drugs, which I do quite often, heroin, meth, black tar, uh, coming across our southern borders um, into our rural, rural towns, um, you know, I switch it up and have the kids go to the microphone. And it's amazing that you can see these these uh, council members' heads come right up and, and they're listening to the kids. So I, I think I found a secret weapon in our kids, and I intend to keep using that. Um, so I, I just would say, if you could do anything, maybe volunteer at a school. Um, go, read, go read to the kids or read to them about something about the environment. Um, I found that these kids are a lot smarter sometimes than I am, and they have insights that I don't have. Um, because I'm older. And just my last point here, <laughs> uh, thank you for letting me talk. Um, my last point is, um, in my personal life, I thought, well, <clears throat> you know, I'm directing a nonprofit, I'm doing other things, and I'm doing these really good things, so maybe I should get a pass in my personal life. And, you know, it's too much of a sacrifice to maybe recycle all the time or turn all my lights off or think about flying or, you know, there's just a lot. And I thought, well, I do all these other things professionally, so I should get a pass. But I know I don't get a pass and I shouldn't get a pass. And so I'm trying to do a lot better. I'm trying to um, recycle, which our, our municipality does not provide it, so that's difficult. And I'm really trying to... Um, rethink, um, like Alex said, ordering from Amazon. I ordered way too much from Amazon. So just the little things that, you know, I can do. And surprisingly enough, it has made me feel better. So that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sharon. And I recognize mm -hmm. a lot of, of what you were saying, and uh, especially uh, well, all the points, especially the point about youth. Um, it is, we, we leave this planet to that generation at a certain moment, basically looking at the pictures, all of us, uh, at a certain moment are no longer here. That's the only certainty you have in life, that it will end at a certain moment. And we know that there will be a next generation. It is, it is that generation that inherits this planet and they will inherit it in a much more emergency mode uh, than, than, than we are in now. And you see it, the movement that Greta Thunberg started in, in, uh, after Fridays for Future, you see how millions and millions of youths are actually concerned about this planet because they realize they got another, what is it, 80 or 90 years to go with even getting better medicine and better medical techniques all the time. So their lifespan will be longer while their quality of life uh, in all kinds of other aspects, may actually not be better uh, than than we had it. We may actually have been uh, the best generation ever on on this planet, the luckiest generation ever. And uh, we we can only do it because we we are consuming more than we are allowed to to consume of this planet because we 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 don't take good care of this planet. So we're we're, we're we're grabbing more than we're allowed to take. Um, and then giving youth the the floor and let them speak, uh, I think that is that is an, an, an excellent thing that you can do. And I think that's really, really important to uh, to listen to them. And yeah, I like I like all your other points. And it's and 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 that that you would like to have a pass because you do so many other good things. Uh, I th I think that is only fair. I mean it's not that 
um, the environmental movement is <clears throat> is aiming to put people in some kind of straitjacket of saying exactly you are allowed to do only this or that. I mean, that sounds like some kind of, you know, communist regime that is that is creating their utopia world and, 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 and somebody else sets the rules of what other people should do. I mean, our, our liberty to choose is one of the greatest gifts that we have in the free and democratic countries that we have. But... Um, do it with it with moderation and do it within limits. So, um, let's say if you uh, if you never eat meat, uh, I could I could say well then you earn already some points that if you then do something else that takes a little bit more of the planet, well you've 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 already done your share. Um, and these are things where we shouldn't too much judge each other on. It's it's something that. What I would hope to go to is that a lot of people just decided for themselves in every choice that they make and just think about, is this, is what I'm doing now fair enough uh, towards everybody else on this planet uh, with, with whom we are sharing this planet? And then it's easy to compare yourself to whatever, some kind of, you know, um, uh, rich family on holiday in Las Vegas and just making absurd use of of um, of claiming more of their share of the planet than everybody else. But you also have to think about yourself in whatever a poor farmer in Somalia that uh, that never have has the pleasures that we have, and we we need more solidarity all over the world. But at the same time, we 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 shouldn't. Uh, we we shouldn't frame it the whole. We shouldn't frame the environmental problem as some kind of sacrifice that we have to make. To make it just makes good sense. And a lot of the things that we have to do actually are are good for yourselves as well. I mean, like like the example I just gave of of not eating meat or at least eating less meat. You just have to Google about the health consequences of eating too much meat. I mean, it's 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 bad for bad for your 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 heart and your circulation. It has an increased risk of cancer, etc. Is all of that worth it? And if you then eat less meat, there is uh, you have contributed to less abuse of animals, um, and you have contributed to less uh, slashing of forests. Uh, that is used to grow the food that we uh, that we give uh, to animals, um, and it's it's better for your health as well. And and I believe I was yesterday talking to um, somebody whom I will uh, soon interview in 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 this podcast in about two weeks, who um, for her education uh, as uh, as a veterinarian had to work one month in an abattoir. And that was like 30 years ago, and she's still a vegetarian. I believe that anybody that eats meat uh, should work one week in an abattoir and see how these animals are treated. And after that, you're free to eat as much meat as you like. You probably lost your taste for it. Um, but it's, um, as I said, it's a free society. I won't force people to do that. But I think it would be fair enough that if you feel brave enough to eat another animal, uh, that you should also know how these animals are treated and how they are killed. And I don't think you should close your eyes for it. So that is, um, 
that is a bit my my view of the world i mean try to try to try to live better towards the planet and towards other people with whom you share this planet we was about 8 billion by now and uh and within those limits take uh, take the freedom to take the decisions that uh, that you want to take um but 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 keep in mind that you're you're sharing this world and you're sharing it with a lot of people that you don't see in your daily life and that makes it maybe harder to 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 behave that way so um yeah what do you think Ness? i think that what you just said there was lovely i i, I think um um you said we need more solidarity i think that's that's right and i think that's one thing that earth day gives us gives us that opportunity to think about our planet our earth uh, what we do our actions um the fact that we're on one planet but we're we're all on this really you know we're in it together as it were um you mentioned about you know not eating meat and not realizing where the where our food production where you know how we treat our animals because we can't see it it's actually the same with um the environmental impact of of um of uh you know that's our carbon footprint because we can't see it we don't um it's hard to gauge it it's hard to do something about it and when we're going about our day to day to day life because it's not an immediate impact obviously it only is when we get like a freak ra- rainstorm or a freak flood or you know f- you know th- then there's too much food or too much um sorry too much um uh, uh heat or or there's a f- you know forest fire or something then we have a then then it impacts us uh, visually and physically but um i think that's, i think that's what i like about this earth day thing i think i just i love i love the simplicity of it i love the fact that it's it's not it's not it's not coming from a political standpoint it's actually coming from an earth and a nature standpoint and um and everything about nature is healing it's about um everything supports each other the trees support each other i think we we discussed recently about that how the the mother trees support the baby trees and um and, and we we should be like that we we we're, we're using our planet we're using all the resources and we're 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 raping our planet um without thought of where it's going to go and um and Sharon mentioned in, in you and you as well about the the next generation i mean it's fantastic to bring the children into that the debate um through fun through you know doing things like you know making bud bud bug hotels and and things like that where you they can really get excited about it and really understand what it's what it's about and continuing that story um but like you say once you know once once you can persuade them then that will be a life a life change for them and they, their life will continue that way and and who knows they might invent some new technology or some they might have an innovation thing which we know is what's happening isn't it all around the world in india and africa these people even in the middle of nowhere are kind of coming up with solutions using the things that they find um to you know help combat the climate um and help support their environment their local environment so um those yeah so i think that's um that's a really 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 good thing um i was actually going to mention um about um the apps that you can get like the wildlife trust have an app so you can monitor your carbon footprint and i downloaded it the other day and i was i was like oh it's because we all like to beat something don't we we're like you know if we have playing a game a computer game we and, and, and I, my carbon footprint was less than the average and i'm like woohoo and i was at a moment of like you know one upmanship and then i thought 
gosh, I need to tell everybody. I need to, you know, I just, what what I do? How can I how can I inspire other people to um, to turn their lights off and to do all this sort of stuff? I do drive everybody nuts. I'm sure I do, but I've, it's it's become such a habit with me now that I don't even think about it. Um, you know, pulling plugs out and sort of like switching things off standby and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, maybe if if you're listening to this and, and on Friday you think, hang on a minute, what, what am I going to do on Earth Day? Maybe just think, well, when I leave the room, I'm going to turn the lights off and I'm going to turn everything off and standby and see what happens. And it's particularly good if you've got one of those energy monitors in your home that you can see, you know, the whirring round of the, the little the little um, energy monitor thing that says how much electricity you're using. When you turn them off, it's like, ooh, it's reduced. It's not going around, which means it's costing you less as well. So it's costing you less financially and it's costing the planet less as well. But <laughs> there's all sorts of things as well. You know, so you can try shampoo bars instead of using things in plastic bottles. Um, you know, you can make your own cleaning products. I, I mean, I, I mean, I do that as well, which I'm a saddo. So I, I even use lemon um, and vinegar. So in, in, the, in the kettle, for instance, I, I do have a kettle. That is one appliance I do have. Um, but um, when it gets all lime scale in there, I don't go and buy the, the gungy stuff. I just go and put some either some lemon, you know, just squeeze some lemon in there and I leave it. I kind of boil it a little bit just to kind of heat it. Um, and I put some vinegar in there and it just comes off naturally. Or, and around the taps in the sink, I just kind of, you know, cut a piece of lemon and I wipe it around the taps. I'm actually demonstrating this, listeners, to Alex on Zoom. He's like looking at me going, what is she doing? That's <laughs> your own movement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think there's um, there's loads of things we can do. Um, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and something that, something that I will do on, on Earth Day now that finally this this uh this this country here in canada is opening up again and the snow is now gone and uh it's still frighteningly cold by the way it's like two degrees this morning in celsius so i I have no idea what that's in fahrenheit but that is just just above freezing because as you probably know uh, zero degrees is is uh, the point when it's uh, when it's freezing so it's just putting some garbage out in my shirt it was like i should have put on a coat just to put out the garbage that's crazy it's it's like late april already but one thing that i will do is um spend much more time in nature and i that's something i might write about in 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 the next week or so but i um i noticed on on my iphone uh there uh it it counts how much you walk every day and i found that now in mid-april i have walked on average just three kilometers per day which is less than an hour uh a day and that is that is mostly just in the house walking back and forth to the coffee machine and uh that is uh, that it kind of proves to me how how much of an indoor life i have led in in the past uh, four months or so and just just hardly coming outside uh and um so i i i want that to drastically change and i want to spend much more time outside i want to spend much more time uh walking and uh so uh in in this summer you uh, may expect me for many many months change my um uh my 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 blog my uh my the planet uh, newsletter it will become much more of a um 
a blogging about experiences instead of just let's say more political analysis or a report about uh, what was written in the latest uh, conclusions of the IPCC or something it may become much more about what what I experience while traveling while being out in nature the kind of things I see um, which will be a little bit like last summer when I lived like that as well and, and I, I know that uh, th those listening here are mostly uh, readers of the newsletter as well so you may expect uh, more something like last summer when I spent so much time on the islands and I was writing about the history and I was writing about the nature and about the things that I saw and um, I I believe I have to go back to that I think I've, I've been way too much uh, inside the house so earth day is maybe for me a good moment to to kind of change my own lifestyle and 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 get back to how how i feel better and and going out more and uh it's funny that you just ness you just reminded me of the the newsletter that i wrote the other day on on the flowers that i saw etc so that that may be much more of the of the style of of articles that uh, that you might see this summer from different places uh, in the world uh, where i'm spending way more time outside uh, than i did before so maybe that is something to for me to start at earth day and just just put on my walking shoes and just leave all those screens that I have around me. I have here literally four screens around me in the square meter uh, around me on my table. So leave those screens behind and just go outside and only rarely see a screen when I take a picture of something in nature that I can later share with you. So, um, well, I, I hope uh, since you are... Uh, all of you, I think, that I see on uh, on, on the listeners here, you are all reading my newsletter so if you think that's a good idea if you want different articles uh, just uh, just just let me know you know that you can always reach me um, so that will be very much uh, my earth day and I think for earth day it's also that during the day I um, I am just aware of everything that I that I do and that's something I every year have at earth day I mean it's constantly in in the back of my mind so um, it starts with taking my breakfast that I take healthy breakfast often I skip breakfast by the way but if I do my breakfast is contains normally only fruit I'm just eating several pieces of fruit um, with a cup of tea and then if you make your tea boil only the amount of tea the amount of water that you actually need most people tend to boil too much and then they leave it, uh, and it 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 that gets cold again, and later they throw it away. It means that you have used energy that you shouldn't use. So just just do only what you what you need, and then uh, with coffee uh, at a, at around coffee time, uh, don't don't use these single use cups, but try to to uh, make use of a sustainable brand of coffee, and um, and then you know maybe i have to put out the garbage again and then uh, think about how you reduce and reuse and 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 recycle so separate uh, your waste and um, make sure that you know when it's lunchtime that you that you eat healthy both from a point of view of a healthy planet as well as for your own health 
So uh, eat enough uh, fruit and vegetables. Uh, most of us uh, don't eat enough of that. Um, and uh, so vegetables, fruit, nuts as well. Take a handful of nuts every day. Um, and if you are somebody like me that prefers fruit more than vegetables, the easy solution is just throw it all in a blender and make a smoothie out of it. And it tastes delicious. And you can you can put in those kind of vegetables that you normally don't uh, don't don't get enough. And then if you go to the grocery market in the afternoon, um, is okay. First of all, the question is how do you get there? Uh, we go by car. Uh, that's the worst option. We go by public transport. That's a lot better. Or we just go on your bike. When I'm uh, in the Netherlands, I always do my practically always do all my uh, my grocery shopping on my bike so i go a bit more often which is good uh, for my health because i can't take too much on my bike which is also a reason not to buy too much because you have to to bring it all back on your bike of course you bring your own bag uh, and and uh, you don't take uh, plastic bags from uh, from the supermarket but also uh, try to buy as little food as possible that is wrapped in plastic and that is not only for environmental reasons but as a rule of thumb things that are in plastic are normally processed food uh, whereas the ones that are not in plastic are more natural so if you if you have as a rule of thumb to buy as little as possible plastic you're automatically buying more uh, more healthy food as well and then for those of you that have kids, when the kids come back from school in the afternoon, later on Earth Day, talk with them about what, what they learned about Earth Day. You might learn something from them and the other way around. You can you can tell them about Earth Day and ask them questions and, and make them more sustainable. And then, you know, when it's dinner time, um, I won't start about meat anymore, but yeah, there are so many recipes that don't contain meat and that are really, really tasty and also better for your health. So that's another one. So so just as, as a few examples, I mean, during the day on Earth Day, with every single thing that you are doing, uh, you can you can just think about the planet and then um, and, and as I said, you know, go out, uh, experience a bit of nature if that's just a local park or somewhere else. And um, so just just uh, just enjoy the earth and don't see the environmental movement as some kind of burden that is that is something that restricts you, but see a, a better planet as an opportunity to be part of it. Reconnect with the planet, as as uh, as Vanessa was saying. You you know take out your shoes and 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 and. And, and feel the earth because you are part of it and, and, and we don't we don't own it we're we're we, we are part of nature and we should behave like part of nature so I think that that is the kind of that's the kind of way that I treat with Thursday and sometimes I write about it or I podcast about it or I, I campaign about it uh, depending on the year and the place uh, where I am and um, yeah so um, what's next Ness any other uh, ideas so we, shall we ask if, if there's anybody who has last comments because i'm looking at the clock we're at uh we've done this for an hour we know we always aim for 45 minutes sometimes it gets a bit more 
Um, but if there's no last comments, I would love to thank uh, Evelyn and Sharon for joining us again. And um, I'm always, um, I see one comment uh, coming in from Evelyn. Uh, yay for more island stories. Okay, I promise uh, some. Um, uh, uh, Ida uh, uh, is positive about the lemons. Yes, uh, we talked about and two degrees outside is uh, 36 Fahrenheit. So I learned something today. And uh, well, you can all read uh, the rest of the comments. Thanks for all the comments. Okay, so with that, um, tomorrow uh, there is the next podcast. Tomorrow, uh, as usual, three o'clock Eastern time uh, with uh, Alistair Doyle. Uh, so I hope that all of you will uh, will join again. And for later in the week, I will let you know uh, later on. Know that there is the calendar nowadays on um, on on call in. Uh, so if you're on the home page, on the top right, you have this uh, one of the symbols. There is uh, is the is the calendar one, which is nice. So you can you can pick a few uh, a few of the other shows as well and uh, have a look there. What you can do. Okay, with that, uh, thanks so much. And hope Thanks to so see and hear you all tomorrow again. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.